This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. time on Kelly and Ramia, and we've made it to hour two of the show. Kelly McDonald, Ramia Amadin, the host of this, uh, hosts of this daily show on AMI-tv, AMI-audio, and podcasts uploaded daily for you. Let's get into our um, weekly cooking conversation with Mary Mamaliti of Kitchen Confession. If you're like me, the kitchen is your favorite room in the house. I'm Mary Mamaliti, here with a handful of goodies from my kitchen, including food trends, cooking tips, and of course, some delicious recipes. Mary, it's so lovely to have you back. I wasn't here, so I feel like I've missed out on a lot. But uh, yeah, I mean, see, that's our way of trying to get a yeah, review. I Forget to get it, a Mary. Quick we don't have time. Summary, but he Never said no. mind. He said no, no, I said he leave said, it alone. Then I, the then I made the mistake of saying Mary. Mayor of cheese, like Mayor McCheese, and then I know better than they say and that to Ramya. And then he to tell me about the McDonald's. No. Just, wow. Do you remember that character, Somebody Mary? Mayor McCheese? Mayor McCheese? No. Uh, yeah, I it was, one, it was along with... It was along with Grimace and 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 uh, the cheese burglar and all that nonsense back years oh, ago. Oh well, we know about the cheese burglar now because you could win uh, free McDonald's if you see him. Yeah, but that's that's that that's yeah, but that's a <laughs> retro thing being brought back. Yeah, anyway, still. I didn't want to review. I'm not sucking up airtime on that either. Let's get into this great <laughs> stuff so Rummy's not mad at that. Okay, I'll go through the script myself. Thank you very much. All right, so. You're going to do a part two. It's a continuation on a discussion of uh, fixing cooking disasters. We all need this kind of stuff, Mary, how to prevent them and such. So where do you want to start? Cakes? Yes, I would yeah. love to. I'd love to start with a little bit of baking because there are so many mm-hmm. tips and, and ways to kind of correct some of our mistakes when it comes to baking. Oh, yeah. But I've got a few common ones um, that can happen. And it, it'll start with like sticking to the pan. Right. We've all had that happen. We've all had yeah. a cake where it just does not want to leave the pan. It's well, kind of made itself a little too comfortable. You can't serve it to people anymore because half the cake is still in the pan. That's right. That's it. So what I want to go through is when we talk about the simple ones, so the simple pans, like round, square, uh, loaf-shaped, those are a breeze. And those you can just give them a little light oiling, uh, line it with a little bit of parchment paper. You are good to go on those. It's the ones that are a little more intricate, that, that are fancy ones, like the buns, the ring, uh, those novelty tins, right, where they have all these little bends and curves and crevices. Things like that, they can get a little bit trickier. So you'll want to grab either an oil spray or get yourself a brush and then coat everything with every little nook and cranny of the pan with some melted butter and then avoid any sticky situations. Because honestly, but... It, you know what, though, to avoid it even more when it comes to those bunt plans, pans, not plans, pans, mm. what I suggest is taking a little flour and then dusting the pan. That'll really seal the deal and ensure that nothing sticks to this pan. So you've got a double coating there. Does it change the base of your cake if you do this, like the, the flour versus no flour? No. Okay. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And it's a light dusting. So you're not really putting a whole bunch of flour in there. You're not making bread. It's just a light dusting in the pan. Shake out any loose. So once you're done, just flip it over over your sink, over your trash can, shake it out, and anything that's loose will fall out. Okay. Okay. Awesome. 
I was going to say, is. I'm going to start making paste in there for sure. Like, you can't well, I was just going to say, <laughs> mash it right like there's so much of a whole layer here. It looks like somebody's Let's getting ready to do some, uh, somebody's doing a science project here and they've got paper mache. <laughs> what if the cake has sunk in the middle, Mayor? What's going on there? Well, before we talk about it, if someone does say, what is this? I meant to do that. Obviously. <laughs> Always. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just being creative. I thought I would try something new. I saw an obscure Fine. recipe book I made up last night when I was having a dream. More cake for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your question, if the middle of the cake sinks, um, it might still be uncooked inside. That's that's the first. That's the top at my list. So always check. You want to pierce the cake either with a skewer. I usually have a wooden skewer handy at home. Poke that in, pull it out. I feel it. If it feels dry or comes out clean, then we're good to go. If it doesn't, you still got some batter or bits on there, you want to pop it back in the oven. The other thing is fluctuating oven temperatures. Mm. They can mm -hmm. also cause sinking, right? So to avoid it, opening and closing the oven door, that's a common uh -huh. mistake that many home cooks make. Um, it, it cools off the oven. So that also can lead to sinking because you're getting that fluctuating temperature within the oven. You want to keep it consistent and nice and hot. They love it warm. Also, maybe okay. some ovens, they have hot spots. Uh, but I've seen so many things on social media about how to check for hot spots in your oven. Um, are any the of them one good? That I, are any, well, one of them, honestly, I think it's just like a party trick where you put, you get a sheet pan uh -huh. and then put a whole bunch of uh, sliced bread on it oh, pop it into your oven right. and then depending yep. on how the each side toasts you'll know right what side cooks faster than the other in the oven that's actually smart okay that's a really good idea but i think it more in the case of the experiences i've seen it's been the opening up the door checking and no wonder my mother yeah. used to say get away from there yeah. my sister made her exactly. best cheesecake that turned out kind of like that i loved it oh <laughs> anyway i mean it's still delicious it's yeah. just and you got that sinking thing Mm. Yep. Um, but what I recommend, so this way you don't have to invite a whole bunch of people over to eat all that bread um, <laughs> after you've toasted in the oven to figure this out, just consider rotating your cake, maybe halfway through the baking process. Um, that could help just avoid opening the door. An oven thermometer, that's another one. So it can also be mm. handy. Uh, you just check your oven's temperature because it may not be accurate. So okay. those are a couple okay. of uh, key things that you can do. Okay. I, I will say I do get antsy with baking and have a very hard time not opening the oven or taking out the thing and checking it halfway through and then being like, oh, no, I I'm sticking think I my up finger already. in it and testing the taste yeah, of it. And yeah, and eating a half-baked cookie. And <laughs> that's right. Anyways, How come it, there's only half a cake that's been I baked here? literally <laughs> don't use the oven for this exact reason. Okay, so why Mary... <laughs> a dozen cookies at, Mary, at, at Rumius turns into four by the time it's done. I just make air fryer cookies now. Forget it. Um, that's it. We're done. Quick, mm -hmm. fast. So why sometimes does our cake batter explode? Or, okay, no, it overflows in our <laughs> oven. And how do we prevent this from happening? Because you're putting too much flour in there. <laughs> <laughs> if it's exploding, check your ingredients. <laughs> it's like confetti. <laughs> it's a wedding cake. It's confetti, not flour. Uh, this was the baking soda and vinegar thing. Whoops. Okay, yeah, go on. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> But the first, there's a few reasons. So the first thing I want you to do is start by confirming the size of your pan, as it's mentioned in the recipe. Okay, <laughs> so if there's a, if there's this pan size mentioned in the recipe, there's a reason for that, um, because the amount of 
liquid that's going into that pan or batter in this case, it's all dependent on the size of the pan. So they're the perfect ratios. I, I, I'm not going to get into the math of it, uh, but so typically cake batter, it should fill probably about maybe half to two thirds full of the pan. If your batter keeps overflowing, then it could be a sign of maybe search for a new recipe that's been properly tested. Um, mm. If you're following all the, the directions, then definitely. See, this is one thing I want to mention about baking versus cooking. Cooking, you can make adjustments to recipes. Right. Or you can make it your own. You can add a little of this, take out a little of that. Um, with baking, it's a science. And you can't really adjust the recipe as much as you would like to if you're cooking. Yeah, it's much more rigid, isn't it? Because, Absolutely. And that's why people have those special recipes and they tell you do this. To, I mean, still you have your pinch and dash, but pinch and dash, you, you know, but with the proper recipe, man, you're getting it and you know, oh yeah. And Mayor, how often would you say, even with stuff that you cook well, bake well, excuse me, would you mm -hmm. say that it comes out perfect? How out of 10 times? How many times would you actually feel that baked item, that cake comes out the way perfectly? When I'm recipe testing, there may be a couple of goes when it comes to baking. Um, but when I'm following a recipe, the key is to follow the recipe. Mm. Like I've had people tell me, you know, I made those muffins that you posted, but they didn't turn out right. Um, I said, well, did you make it the exact way that I had it listed, the recipe listed? I did, but then I removed some of the butter because I wanted to lighten it up and then put some applapplesauce <laughs> so on it. So you didn't follow the recipe. I kept opening the fridge door or the, the oven yeah, door, too, to keep an eye on them. And I, I left it wide open, actually. And half of it exploded. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the other reason um, is, is just keep an eye on it. Just make sure that your measurements are correct. Keep mm -hmm. that. Remember that half to two-thirds full of the pan. It's when you're pouring like, in your batter. It's a science, right, Mary? And that's why, you know, most of the time you don't know you've done something wrong till the end, like till your cake collapsed or uh, till the, yeah. the batter is out or whatever it is, you know, you don't necessarily know until the end because at the beginning you're just kind of mixing the ingredients and it's all about the measurements and the in, uh, instructions. Yeah. It, it used to be common for a cake to fall if people messed around. And sometimes it was yeah. due to what you talked about, Mary, the Unless inefficiency of a lot of people's stove. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of stoves years ago, you know, like, oh, open the door and the cake, hey! Like cheesecake, yeah. right? It's one of these things where you're supposed mm -hmm. to know or have to understand why you need it to be done a certain way. Not at all like making something in a pot on the stove and just kind of testing as you go and all these different ways you can right. potentially save your food. Exactly. I mean, like you said, we can't taste test this. Mm -mm. Well, when it goes into the oven, that's it. we got to wait till it's done. Yeah. Um, but then it's too yeah. late. If you've said it's right. too late. I mean, we're but, all still but, eating it, but, but then it's too late. Yeah, I was just going to say, you're still likely to eat, and that's going to kill you like other food might if you screw Aww. it up. Like, oh, this is too seasoned or whatever. And sometimes you end up with Mookies, right? And then yes. you're happy. You do yes. with Mookies. Yeah. But and I you're mean, still if fine. a cake, what you can do with the cake, if it comes on, it's not exactly how you imagined it. And it's still edible. Mm -hmm. Cut it up yeah. into cubes. Put it into a glass. Yes. Put some whipped cream in yes, there, some yes. strawberries. Yep. Make cake pops. And, uh, make cake pudding. Yeah, make cake still, pudding, man. Like bread pudding, you know, cake pudding. I can't do the cake pop thing. I try. It's a it's a texture thing for oh, me. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Yes. Like can't and do I think it as a mashing of the cake with the yeah, icing. She just doesn't like yeah. that texture. Yeah, I find yeah. it to be a sugar overload, but it is. They're it's fun, very though. sweet. They're very fun. But uh, one more thing I did want to tap into just really, really quickly, mm -hmm. dense cakes, because this happens oh. often. Right. So there's several reasons because a, a dense cake, it's really easy to avoid. You may have 
insufficient air in your batter. And how that happens is you haven't creamed the eggs and the sugar long enough to get this fluffy consistency. Right. Or right. Yep. maybe even bashing the whisk up against the side of the bowl one too many times, it knocks out that air within the batter. Right. Or even wow. check. Yeah. Check the expiry date on your baking powder. That could be done. Oh. That could be expired. And then just test that with a teaspoon in boiling water. And uh, that's how you know if you're, you're it should fizzle up. It should bumble up, okay. and that's how you'll know if your baking powder is good to go. Okay. Wow. I wouldn't have even ever thought of that. Yeah, I've uh, never thought the baking powder. Homework for you, Mayor. Go check on Mayor McCheese, will you? Uh, yes, Mayor McCheese. And if you guys aren't doing anything tonight, catch Dish with Mary, our final episode. Yay. Quick tonight date? at 9. Yeah? What's yeah. being featured? Don't tell us. Uh, oh, I'm going to St. John. St. John, New Brunswick. Nice. We check out Marcy's salads. Um, we visit the women behind this fresh, quick, it's a quick serve restaurant. It's a cute little shop. It's in the heart of St. John with its, it's got like welcoming decor, friendly staff. Um, they offer creative salad concoctions, which they're so good. And the most satisfying noodle bowls. Oh, oh my gosh. That so sounds good. great. Awesome. Thank you, Mary. Thanks, Mary. Thank you. You can catch up on part one of the um, preventing kitchen disasters conversation, as I will, from last week's episode with Mary. And then today we went to part two and talked about baking tips. She'll be back next week as well. Weekly conversation with Mary. Oh, yeah, cooking. that's right. Yeah, That was the playing sick week. Mm -hmm. yeah, anyway, Go to kitchenconfession.com as well. There you can find recipes, discussions, and links to her podcast, Kitchen Confession. After the break, we're talking about Thaw de Gras. It's back in Dawson City, Yukon. That's with our community reporter, Kim Hovey. We'll be right back. It's Kelly and Ramia. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.